Welcome back to Industry Change. It's Richard Tatunji, and today I've got a very special guest. I'm talking all about food, nutrition, franchising, and what it means for the wellness, fitness, personal training industry. I've got Luke Bales, co-founder and CEO of Sumo Salad. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Richard. Pleasure to be here. Good to have you here because um, um, there's a very interesting stat I want to share straight away. Um, and I'm not really going to give you a, a full intro here because 92% you have brand awareness in the market of Sumo Salad. That's right. And so if you, haven't, if you don't know Sumo Salad, you may be living under a rock right now. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, Sumo Salad uh, was a fundamental the largest, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the largest food uh, salad chain in the world. It was. It was, and we'll get to that story <laughs> in a second. Um, and it's a really interesting story just to start because we, uh, we, you know, we talk a lot to health and fitness professionals and fundamentally the two worlds have been different. We've had fitness and we've had food mm. and at the moment what I want to talk about today is you're kind of bringing them together. That's right. And you're absolutely. merging two worlds and hoping them to have a good col collision here. Absolutely. So take me through um, take me through the early points because I mean you've been, you've been entrepreneur of the year I hear GQ magazine man of the year um, there's a whole accolades of of what you've done and I'm I'm really curious how did you start off to be that you know 2003 you had your first sumo salad how did you actually start I love the in entry point of how you got into your entrepreneurial career it's not too much of a glamorous story to be honest with you um me and my best friend we were living over in uh chicago and new york uh in in an it company uh which was a global building exchange carrier so we were basically wiring optical fiber as the internet was starting to you know um become high speed and um whilst we were over there we were young we used to we, you know we were going out we were eating the wrong foods drinking yep. entertaining all the time and through having a very poor lifestyle, um, we I ended up putting on 50 ki uh, kilograms. And um, IT world, 50 kilograms. 50 kilograms. Yeah. And in America, when you sit down, you order a, a, a salad. It comes. It's like a almost the size of a table with blue cheese and fried chicken and everything. Just and so what happened was just eat, making poor food choices and not looking after my portion control and not having that that exercise. Um, you know, I, I, over a period of four years, I put on 50 kilos, and it was it was it was awful. And so, in coming back to Australia, um, you know, I was always used to being fit and healthy, li living in Australia with yep. that sort of with the light with the beach lifestyle. Um, you know, so w when I came back, everyone just couldn't even recognise me. So um, 50 kilograms. That's yeah. right. So I looked like I got a, a bike pump and pumped myself <laughs> up and became the actual sumo man. Itself, so is that the name where it came from? <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, but it could have been. Um, but I guess uh, you know, with every uh, major you know um, issue like that, then comes an opportunity. And I, I guess uh, in coming back to Australia and trying to sort of get back to a normal uh, regime, you know, I started to eat healthy. I started to eat a lot of salad. I started to you know uh, cycle and jog and go to the gym. Uh, and really sort of take it upon myself to change my lifestyle. And what I found is that it was very, very difficult to make good nutritional choices uh, everywhere I went. Well, what year was this about? This was in about sort of 2000 and, uh, 2001 to 2002. Okay. So the more we tried to, to, to change, and eating such a critical part of uh, any sort of wellness journey, um, it's 80%, you know, mm. if you're not eating right, no yeah. matter, you can't, can't out-exercise it. 
So, um, so in trying to make better nutritional choices, we found there was just a huge lack of availability, um, and you know, we and also the price point it was like to buy a salad in a cafe, you'd have to pay twenty five, thirty dollars, mm. yep. um, and just there just wasn't that culture in Australia at that point in time. So we said, well, screw it, let's let's create it ourselves, and 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 off we went in two thousand and three and developed Sumo Salad. And Sumo was all about trying to make salad into a big, filling, satisfying meal and taking what was considered a wispy little bit of cucumber and carrot mm. uh, into a beautiful meal where you got a, a great mixture of healthy ingredients and flavours uh, and really leveraging that Asian profile. And, and, Asian I, and I think what you're saying, if we can go back a little bit, 2003, 2002, 2001, that wasn't really around at all. No, it wasn't. Like now, now it's on every street corner, but, but it wasn't around. When we went to our investors and, sa and two big fat guys saying we want to <laughs> do a salad concept, we just got absolutely laughed at. And, right. and uh, in hindsight, some of the best ideas that you can come up with are the ones that people laugh at uh, because they the, people aren't thinking that way. So it was actually, when we look back retrospectively, we're actually quite proud that we got laughed at and we stuck with our guns. We knew there was a demand for it. And we just battled through, and we just we were convicted, uh, you know, to to trying to change the way Australia eats and, and and create a better option. And we just put our heads down and, and did it. And you you did that, um, you know, I mean, a decade, and, and you're still doing it today. And what was the, you know, what 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 was the stores that you I mean? Ninety two percent brand awareness. Mm. I'm got a, I've got a few questions for you. One, how did you actually manage to do that? And two. Um, you know, what was the growth that you had at that time? And was that part of the, the, the clues there? How did how'd that happen? Yeah, so, I mean, we grew to over 100, 100 locations um, and we've been going for 16 years now. And it's funny because a, uh, a, a lot of kids that were sort of, um, I don't know, sort of 10, 10 to, you know, 10 years old at that time, now it's become, it's become a staple. They've grown up with it. So mm. we've sort of almost like gone through a full generation. Yeah, wow. And people just know it's in airports, it's in the city, um, like it's just uh, through, uh, and because it's got such a unique and memorable brand name, mm. uh, people just, people recognise it and a huge amount of the population have tried it and had a positive experience. And when you think of fresh and healthy, Sumo is one of the first brands that springs to mind. And and, and, and there's a few clues there. I mean, if anybody's listening here and they want to create a national brand, there's a lot of people that want to create a national gym chain, a franchise chain, is that, you know, what I'm hearing is that you're at airports, you're at shopping centres, is that, was that your kind of like secret source to do that? Yeah, we didn't have a huge amount of money for marketing. We self-funded the business, you know, which was a huge challenge in itself and every dollar that we had, we were trying to expand with it. So it, it really was around making sure that um, we, we got good locations and uh, a lot of the, the brand equity came through just uh, trading in local communities and, and getting you know that that sort of following. Mm, wow, and so so th so that grew, but at the same time as that grew, um, competition grew. Um, I'm assuming more salad bars came up. Yeah. Tell me about that journey because anybody's listening here, we hear a lot, Luke, about competition. Some yeah. some gym opens up around the corner, a personal trainer opens up. Everybody's in competition. Yeah. Uh, and, and tell me about your competition, what you had to go through in. You know, you say it's not glamorous uh, being a business owner entrepreneur. What, what was that non-glamorous part in the main chunk of Sumo Salad? Well, I think when anyone sees your success, they go, oh, I can do it better. And what, what that is I love it. I can, you can do it better, hey? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the sort of the natural entrepreneurial... It's the ego out of you. Yeah. yeah. 
And, and so there we were, we'd, we'd achieved amazing success. We'd built a business doing 90 million in turnover and we didn't have a competitor. So About $90 million <laughs> in turnover, no competitors. No, com no real competitors. There were, there were people starting to, because people didn't really, um, the, the wellness trend hadn't really emerged yet. It was yeah. We were still carving our way. Mm. Um, but you know, I guess as as we as we bred more and more success, um, yeah, more more competition came in, and uh, you know, for the first probably ten years, we were able to withstand any sort of competitive threat. But the big thing that really affected us was when we were in food courts, and the whole shopping centre environment changed. Where food courts used to be the only place you could go and eat in a shopping centre, sure, yeah. and now there's cafe precincts, there's fine, there's casual dining precincts, some even have fine dining precincts. Mm. So our, comp our competitive set uh, changed by three, four hundred percent. There was direct competitors, and also the, the actual trade environment where we had most of our infrastructure set up became less relevant to our consumer. Our, our aspirational, healthy consumer wanted to go to these new, shiny, better-looking places within the shopping centre, and they divorced going to the food court. Mm. And so there we were, um, not in the right. We were in shopping centres, but we weren't in the, the right parts of the shopping centres. Mm. And so we had to do a lot of work to, to, to really re-pivot our business and think, what's, what's our end game here? Are we actually trying to just be a salad retailer? Or is our whole business around trying to, you know, trying to change the way Australia eats for the better? So we had to take a whole step back and reassess what our purpose was to then go forward and completely re-pivot our whole and model. And when was that year? I mean, you had that, you had that nine, 10 years competition free, 90, um, 90 million. Um, was it just like things, I mean, yes, pushing hard 100 stores, but when did you realise that, hey, we, we are not in the position we were before and if we keep going down this way, we might not um, you know, finish up the way that we want to finish up. When was that realisation? I reckon it was about four years ago where I said, shit, if I don't make a change now, we're not going to have a business in 10 years' time. And I could just see this little erosion at the fringes yep. and, it was just, and the momentum was building and building and building. Um, and we could see there was, uh, even at early stages, a, 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 a noticeable shift in the consumer's um, purchasing patterns. And so you can't put your head in the sand when you see that. So and that was numbers and data you got from all your numbers stores. Numbers and data, looking at, looking at what was happening, looking at the, um, not just the competitive set, but also people going to buy online, you know, uh, having more healthy options available through the supermarkets. Like everything just sort of, you know, um, it, it, it compounds. Yeah. And so when you're sitting there with a business that, that you know is going to get slowly eroded over time, unless you have the courage uh, to be able to say, we've got to make a big change now. And even though that change might not, a lot of people say, no, just stick with your core and, you know, yep. just yeah, you, you just were in that shopping away. centres and airports, yeah. yeah. Why, why change? And we just went, that's not, that's not the right thing to do. We know over time this is going to become more and more challenging. And if we don't pivot now, we're not going to have a business. And so we took the, we took the move um, to, to completely shift our whole strategy. And before we get to that, I, I want, I've picked up a few things here. One being that you had a lot of passion. You had a good story from the start. Like you had 50 kilograms and you lost it. You created this out of passion, you, you and your business partner. And that you made a fundamental decision, you know, four years ago to make some adjustments. And, you know, we ran into each other um, maybe a year ago or something at an event uh, by a person being in our ninja program, Lawrence. And 
um, he, he's been really deep in the wellness and the corporate wellness and, yeah. and that kind of surroundings and fitness. And it's interesting because you're listening to the market in a very different way and you're, you're hearing different industries pop up. I mean, mm. is that, how do, you, how do you predict the future being here I mean, and now, you know, we'll talk about it in a second, but you, you're kind of merging into fitness and personal trainers world. How did you smell that there was something on the rise and how do you know how to get to there? Well, I guess the short answer is you don't. Um, but what you do is you do a series of, of tests and you, you, know, you, you, you broaden your network, you, you, you think holistically around what the customer journey is um, and you speak to people and you, you, know, you do, you make mistakes along the way, but you've got to get out there and start to test some of those theories uh, and, and shoot a few little you know, test shots before you sort of launch the cannon at it in a particular direction. Mm. So what, what, what we did was just go, this, this isn't right, we know it's not right. Um, you know, we see that the wellness consumer is engaging in fitness, personal training, better eating, all these different, um, all these different activities. And from there, um, we thought, we can't just be a, a salad bar that people come to when they're in a shopping centre. If we're going to provide a real solution, we've got to start to collaborate with like-minded people and like-minded brands and really provide, surround the customer with, be with better solutions mm -hmm. and we can be that nutritional partner of choice. And so it was through coming to that realisation that we started to sort of broaden our sphere of thought and broaden our network wow. and really start to collaborate with the likes of personal trainers and people that really cared about people's health and wellbeing. Wow. I love this story because through passion, through a solid why, you're now at, I don't know if, it's, if, if this is 2.0 or 3.0 version of Sumo Salad, but at the end of the day now, you, you continued with the reason why, but now you've just changed the actual perspective and who you're talking to. And, and, and I think that, you know, for anybody listening here, um, fundamentally at that point of, hey, I've got to change, if I can ask you, what was the one thing that made you change? Because why are you going to change something when you're on a high? Um, was it, is it, was it because of passion, because it was the why, because it was like you had to do it? Like why would you go and do that massive transformation? Because a lot of people in that zone, they stay in that space and they mm. don't ever uh, adjust and they adjust too late. Yeah, well, well, I, saw, I forgot what it was. Uh, there was a moment in time, but um, it's almost like if you ask a series of questions like why do you do it and, you, and, and then you keep answering but why, but why, but why, Get, you get quite advanced in, ter in terms of trying to discover your purpose. So we, we thought of ourselves as a salad retailer. Why were we a salad retailer? Because we wanted to try to um, put healthy foods into shopping malls yep. uh, where people didn't have access to that. Why did we want to do that? Because we wanted to change the way people ate. And, and so by taking a couple of steps back, we actually tried, we were able to refine our purpose to the point uh, where we could say, we don't have to focus just in this little niche, in this little pocket. We can play a much wow. bigger game. Um, and by the, the purpose was just a lot more powerful because we're now changing the way people eat and the way people consume nutritional foods um, and providing a much better solution for the customer as opposed to being in a volatile trade environment that only targets a very small mm. subset of the market. Mm. So it was through coming to that realisation and really testing that purpose and probably re reframing that purpose that really enabled us to advance our strategy and pivot our business. Great, well that's what I'm talking about now um, and, and this is the exciting part of your, uh, the next version of Sumo, I see it, and, and it's basically Sumo Well. Um, Sumo Well, right? Yeah, so Sumo, we've... we've Sumo Well, so, so I'll say that again. <laughs> 
Sorry, so Sumo World Meals, and this is the next version of Sumo. It is. Um, so Sumo decided to become a house of wellness brands, and uh, so we've launched, um, and our objective is to be able to, to um, supply 50 million meals per annum uh, to, 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 to Australians. And by doing that, we feel we can have a much bigger impact than uh, you know, even the government to a large extent around yeah. the well-being of Australia. Um, and that, that by, by having a business that can scale up and provide that level of a solution to the way people consume food, it's, it's a hugely motivating purpose. Um, and so when, when, we, so when we looked at our market, we said, we don't want to just be sumo salad. So we dropped the word salad and we became more sort of holistic wellness. Yep. So we wanted, we wanted to do meals and salads and smoothies and different things like that. So, and not just be restricted by the word salad. Mm. So we, we leveraged that equity in sumo uh, and then, you know, be so we could play in different categories. Then we also um, said, well, sumo stands for a lot of, you know, everyday wellness. And a lot of that is about taking, um, put empowering the customer to, ma to make the right decision for themselves. It's not a prescriptive diet. It's just about giving them a really good uh, nutritional solution where we put a lot of micronutrients in our food and they can determine how much carbs or fats or whatever they want to do. Um, but they've got the ability to customise their own And meal. when we say they, we're talking about personal trainers, right? Well, the, the trainers or the consumers or whomever it is who wants to sort of advocate that offering. So, And I had the pleasure um, to be in the office maybe a year ago now and I, I love the concepts of the meals and they attach you can have different proteins different carbs and yeah. they reattach and there's a lot of different <coughs> options now that's right and and this is where we've, we've developed a, a, almost like a new eating system which is called the sumo smart plate where it takes the you can combine lean proteins uh, uh, high micronutrient vegetable mixes and complex carbs uh, we've taken all the, sh the sugars and bad fats and um, and all the refined carbohydrates out of the meals, so that you can have you can create your own. So if you're vegan, if you want to put on muscle mass, if you want to strip fat, you can construct your own meal to achieve your own personal outcome. And it really, with the right uh, framework, gives people the ability to provide a very very good eating solution because not everyone has the same biological needs. Like Lawrence, who you referenced before, he, he's a vegan. Mm. So by pushing a, a, mm. a, a high protein meat diet, it's, or, or, or some people have different religious beliefs. So you've got to give people the ability to make their own decision on what's right for them. And it's amazing because you're dealing with trainers. Some trainers, are, they like the carbs, some like the keto diet. So, so you've really got to make sure that you're pleasing everybody you're trying to get to. And at the end of the day, it's not just the trainers, but it's also about them understanding their customers and being able to have a partner like Sumo to be able to say, well, we can help do that thinking for you. We can give you the solution to help you with your customer get the maximum out of, the, out of their workout and out of their sort of nutritional needs. And as we know, like when, a cust when, when people are, are training, they're eating well, the outcomes are, are exponential. Mm. So you've got to combine this healthy eating with that, with that movement. And that's where we, 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 you know, we're so excited by the partnerships with personal trainers. We want to really get out there and support the personal trainers to be able to, to use this as a tool to, to get better results for their customers. Well, now, um, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, the, the plans, I don't know, you know where that's at, but I know uh, you, you launched in Fitness First a couple of days ago, is that correct? Yep, yeah, we, we've got a, a, a trial going. We've created a new sort of um, digital ordering system um, 
So we, we've created like a, uh, you, you come in and you, you say, okay, I, I want to put on muscle, I want to put on muscle mass or I want to shred fat or I want I want to optimize my nutrition. Um, and, sort of, and, and so we create these outcome-based diets where you, at the push of a button, spits out exactly what you, yep. what, what the outcome you want to achieve because a lot of people don't know the science behind it. So we've got nutritionists and dietitians who create these sort of scientific eating programs that just enable a very easy way for people to engage with it and get those outcomes. And it's interesting because what we did, we, we've recently acquired um, a brand called Five, which is a beautiful brand. Uh, and it's all about ketogenic, ultra low carb eating. Uh, and again, no sugars, no, um, uh, 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 no uh, low saturated fat. And we did a study, uh, a randomized control trial with the Thrive brand. And the results were phenomenal. Uh, of 200 people that did the RCT, um, every, every, the, the average weight loss was 4.5 kilos. I think the highest person in the sample group lost 18 kilos wow. over, over a sort of a 12 week period. They had was that with exercise or balanced diet or just the food? Uh, it, was, it was the food and a, and a sort of a moderate uh, exercise program. Yep. And so what we saw was they had improvements in their blood health, their C-reactive protein, triglycerides. Uh, they even had improvements in their cholesterol saturated. Um, uh, surprisingly, they had huge improvements in their VO2 max. So people were actually fitter by consuming you know, um, healthier And so foods. now this connects to um, everybody in the fitness industry, and this mm. is the industry that we spend a lot of time in, um, to get better results without having to reinvent the wheel Absolutely. A push of the button yep. or a vending machine with the food, whatever, whichever option is available to them, uh, right. ordering, um, they can make money as well on it, send to their train, their clients. Yeah. There's, there's so many options now. Well, well that's what we want to do is make it really easy for personal trainers to provide a holistic solution and not just provide a great solution, but also the ability to make money from it. So when you're advocating the food, you can actually take for every meal that you sell, you can make you can make money, and the more you, the more people that are eating that healthy food, the more of a sort of almost like a little business this can become. Mm. Because we come from a business and franchising background, we understand the needs around marketing, attracting customers, providing customers with satisfaction around their outcomes. So this is a really easy thing. This is a really easy toolkit that we can provide the personal trainers to enable them to, 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 to increase their income and give their customers better results. Yeah, and that's what we're all about at Com is about marketing to achieve better results. But, but the one thing I always say is that you can market as much as you want, but if you don't provide results, the marketing won't work. It doesn't work, that's right. It, it can't be superficial. The one thing in wellness is there's so much marketing guff and you've got to be able to provide a, a credible and authentic solution and this is, you know, this is why it's important that you, know, that, that you do combine that diet and movement and do it in a way that is scientifically proven. And I think we're one of the only brands, or the only brand that I'm aware of, that's actually gone and spent half a million dollars on scientifically validating our, our whole eating program. Mm. I love it because what you've done basically, and I'm, I'm hearing the story is that you were first to market with um, la largest retail chain salad bars. That's right, yeah. um, people caught up. Now you're going and saying, okay, well, how can we get, again, the end goal is, is, is Australians more healthier and, and active. Yeah. Um, and now you've gone and marked and partnered with, you know, obviously the whole, the whole salad, uh, come to your house kind of stuff, the packaging boxes, yeah. that trend. You've taken all those pieces and then you said, okay, right, let's get to the actual market that really 
wanting to move their health forward. That's right. I mean, the fitness consumer and the personal trainer, they're time poor. They don't want to have to think about all these. They want to have to do an ingredient shop of hundreds of ingredients to get the mm. right nutritional values. So it's, it's really about making it easy at the push of a button. And then all of a sudden, the, the meals come through direct in a, in a refrigerated box to your home. It's just so simple. And that's, yeah. and that's what we've had to really think hard about how can we make this as frictionless as possible so that it, you know, and, and make sure that we can you know, get those results because that's, what, that's what's going to determine the success of our, of our new business. It's great. I love the conversation because it goes from entrepreneurship to business to, uh, to health and fitness to nutrition yeah. um, and really you know, results and, and, and moving people forward in a healthy, happy way. So it's, right. it's, it's, a, it's an amazing conversation. I want to maybe gear it now to um, you know, entrepreneurship for a second because sure. this is where you've come from. So for those who are in this position of like, um, growth and they do want to grow a business they want to start a franchise they want to scale up because a lot of people um, you know they're in the business and they want to they want to expand they want to do more of it what are, what are your maybe if I can give you three tips more <laughs> of a business entrepreneurship show right now what are the things they have to do to continue through the hard painful times I know in your career um, you know in our conversations there has been some really tough times in your business and and, and the journey um, how do you get through the tough times in business? Look, it, it's, uh, I reckon the tough times are what, are what carve you to, to become more resilient and a better person. And you have to dig deep and find that inner strength to be able to keep fighting and keep innovating and keep creating those solutions that, that enable you to advance. And if you can't do that, then you die. And that's, mm. that's the reality in business. And 96% of businesses do die. And that's, that's a really terrible statistic but it's a, it's a, you know what do you do personally because i mean you had some great um morning ritu uh, rituals that last time we got up for breakfast that, that you show me about is it is it what is it for you is it the morning rituals is it hanging around proximity is it uh I is it like studying and researching how do you get through on a daily basis yeah so um uh so, so I, I do i've got a very sort of um uh regular uh morning routine i wake up at uh between 4 30 and 5 o'clock I do meditation for half an hour. I then, I then jog to the gym. I do my workout. I then do a steam room, uh, ice bath, and then um, and while I'm doing that, I listen to my audio books and podcasts. Yep. And I've just got this routine that in the morning just makes me feel like I'm a superhuman and I can tackle anything that's that's thrown out at me. And I combine that with a with a healthy eating routine and. Physically, mentally, I'm switched on, I'm alert, and I'm going to play at my best. And, and that's, that's really important. But to your, to your question before, you know, the things that, that make you, uh, that, that help you overcome these challenges in business, you've got to be able to understand your customer and be able to provide them with a proper solution. What we found is that w by asking our customers more information, what are you seeking, how can we do it better, be humble with it, and but, but by asking those questions and getting more insight and more data, you can make some really good business decisions that, that aren't risky and don't cost you a lot of money. Mm. So it's really important that you that you can do that. Then be be bold to make change. Don't don't just try to protect your little patch. Be be open to to doing something completely different that may even disrupt your your core business a little bit. It might even cannibalise that a little bit. But don't worry about it. You've got to keep evolving because if you're not evolving, you're going to die. And we've seen it with the best brands in the world, like you know, 
whether it's in the computer industry, phones, health, whatever mm. it is, if you're not evolving and constantly willing to make change and keep moving, you know, um, moving the customer experience forward, then you're going to die. And then, you know, I think an, another huge thing is just it's about that passion and that purpose. Yeah. In a small business, you go through some bloody tough times, and you need to be able to to get up and know, that, you know, it's not how hard you you know you hit the ground; it's how quick you get back up, and you've got to have that resilience to be able to get back up. And I think being connected to what you're doing, knowing that you're doing you know doing well for for Australians, yep. is a big motivating factor. So leverage that, you know, rely on that to motivate you to keep you know to keep going and keep fighting the fight. And I think when you combine those three things, th th there are only three examples, but they're really important examples that have helped me tremendously, you know, combined with my sort of personal routine. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's been transformational. Well, I love the personal training. You're into the, the cold showers and ice baths and <laughs> yeah. the Hoff. And yeah. um, this is great. I could literally speak to you all day about this topic, but uh, thank you for your time. That's no, a pleasure, um, Rich. La last, last thing is like, if, if there's a trainer out there or a gym, how do, how do they kind of get a board? Because I know this is all rolling out. How do mm. they kind of say, hey, I'm, I'm keen, what do I do? How, where, do where do we direct them, what happens? Look, just email me, luke at sumosalad.com and I'll pass you to one of our team members and would love to have a chat if, if there's something that's, that's of interest to or, or you've got any questions. Yeah, I'd love to, love to connect and uh, see if we can help out. I love it, Lucas. I, I love also too that if you just realise that, that you're, you're open and, and, and you're open to, for opportunities. And, Absolutely, And, and yeah. that's well, the greatest thing, I think. Look, to, to, to change, to, change uh, to, to, to provide Australia such a huge solution, you've got to be open to change. You've got to be open to working with people and collaborating and connect with like-minded individuals. That, you know, and that's hopefully what we can you know what we can achieve over the next coming years amazing i look forward to seeing the continuation of sumo wellness and, and the growth in, in many different sectors and pockets and wherever that's going to land thank you that's no, a pleasure thanks so much cheers rich yeah thanks a lot i'll see you next time on industry change now remember if you want to listen to this on podcast go to your favorite podcast platform and check it out there for more industry change you can simply go to our blog or that podcast channel and watch the past episodes. Thanks so much.